It's time, my friend, to amplify your voice, to share your powerful messages with the world and step into who you've always been so that you can share your gifts with the world. The Amplified and Enlightened podcast is for women and men who have audacious dreams and desires. They want to live abundantly, love fiercely, and feel fulfilled on their own terms. This is a place where we have elevated conversations that will enhance your relationships, your spiritual connection, and uplevel your life. This is a space to come and laugh, hear stories, and learn something new. Take away an aha or an epiphany that you didn't have prior to this episode. You know, there's something to be said about doing things that scare us, for taking bold risks, but also knowing that you're not alone and that you deserve all that you desire. It's time, my friend, to step into your uniqueness, to let your truth self shine and amplify your voice and possibly even a little more enlightened along the way. All right, friends, let's dive in and get started for today's episode. I'm so excited to be chatting with Wendy today, who I have seen exemplify empowered and inspiring leadership in so many different ways since we first connected in the business community in the city that I live in. And Wendy's drive and focus and determination is contagious. And I can't wait for her to share so many moments of leaps of faith and beautiful results that she has achieved in her life. And so if you too are looking for more and want to develop more trust and take those risks, this is definitely the episode for you, my friends. And before I introduce her, I just wanted to share a little bit about her. Wendy is a doctor of physiotherapy and a natural health advocate, and she's passionate about supporting families in their physical and mental health using the power of plants, specifically with essential oils. More than five years ago, she fell in love with the capability of essential oils. And after her own healing journey, she now teaches others to take ownership of their own health one step at a time while trusting their intuition and the body's innate ability to heal. Welcome, Wendy. How are you? Thank you. I'm so excited and thrilled to be here too. And I'm doing pretty dang well. Uh, Why not start out by sharing with our listeners how we connected? Like, what's your memory of, of how we've been brought into each other's world? Yeah, we got connected through BNI, so Business Networking International, that was our first contact. Um, and you were in the chapter that I was in, and immediately I was drawn to you. Being uh, actually, I met you when I was visiting the chapter, and immediately I was drawn to you because I was like, oh, I can tell her and my vibe are like on par. We're out for helping people improve their lives in the numerous different ways, and I just knew that we would be connected. And what I loved was your energy in it. So that's how we first met. And I think we connected like really shortly afterwards as well, just to get to know each other more. I think I sense energies and stuff like that too. No, I'm not, I think I do. And it was, yeah, it was that just like getting that feeling, getting that, that hit, but then also just such a successful woman, like is who I see in you and owning like all of who you are and just like so inspirational. So your journey to this point. Um, One of the things that we're going to cover as we go through the interview is the ways that you've continued to step into and own your decisions, even when they were scary and how that has created this beautiful life that you live. I literally, and I find, you know, for the listeners, I think it's really important that we look to surround ourselves with people who are where we want to go and where we want to be. And I can truly say that 
um, with what I see in Wendy is that exactly um, is inspirations and aspirations for myself. So yeah, go ahead and share what life looks like and what it looked like and where you are now. Sure. So um, my, I have my husband and my two kids and the very end. So I was a physiotherapist for a decade. I first worked in the States and then in Canada. And we were just trucking along at a pretty great pace. Our practices were building, things were really good. And for me, then I, with two kids being super busy, toddlers at the time, I developed a health issue. I had developed alopecia and my husband and I had always been on a natural health journey. So we've been cleaning up toxins in our lives, eating better, you know, getting more hydration, focusing on supplements and such. So this came as like a big, you know, world shaker for me that all of a sudden me healthy me had this Mm. thing going on. Um, So it was really that moment where my life started to turn and change and I started to embrace other things. Um, I went on a bit of a health journey. Uh, the medical community didn't have any answers for me. They said, Oh, maybe it's hormones and maybe it's stress. Try not to stress. I was like, wow, that is so helpful. (laughs) Wow. Why don't you take up coloring was the answer. And I probably almost poked the guy in the <laughs> eye with a crayon because <laughs> that was not, you know, nearly the thing that I wanted to be doing. Um, so I started on a personal development, a health journey at that point, an emotional journey, an energetic journey. That was the tipping point for me to switch up what I was doing. Yeah. So that's where it started. <laughs> so I embraced a life of, I got introduced to essential oils. That was a shift for me, a big leap. I started an oil business. That was a huge leap because I was always like, ew, MLM, ew. <laughs> We'd been approached by, you know, everyone and their mother to run. Hey, can you rep this? Can you sell this? Um, and I fell in love with the oils because they helped me grow my hair back. And I found them to be extremely in alignment with what we were doing in our own lives. So it made it really easy to share with other people. So I didn't want to do a business, but it started rolling into that and I grew a doTERRA business. And then when that became uh, more lucrative than my physiotherapy career, I had to take a, make a big decision and decide, do I want to stay doing what I'm doing? And I couldn't keep doing both and be a good mom. (laughs) It just, (laughs) there's too many uh, plates being juggled. So I chose the doTERRA side to be my own boss and follow this deep burning desire to help people in a different way. I loved my job as a physio, but I was restricted in what I could do. I was restricted in the amount of time I could spend with people. I, you know, it's hospitals or businesses too. No offense to anyone who's listening, but I've worked in that environment and it's all about moving people along, whether they're ready to go or not. So I really liked digging in deep with people to help get to the bottom of their health challenge and see how an essential oil or a health habit or supplementation, whatever it was, could fit in and help support them, whether it was their physical or mental health. So I took that on full on, jumped in both feet and took it from there. So that was my, you know, starting off with alopecia led me to changing my entire career, much to my mother's chagrin. Do you know how much you spent on your, on your doctorate degree? I'm like, yeah, I know mom, (laughs) but it just prepared me for, to serve people better in what I do now. Oh my gosh. That one right there. What I personally believe is that when others feel uncomfortable about our decisions, it has more to say about them, but it's also a great opportunity to what was that experience like for you? Hearing Mm -hmm. from someone you love so much, 
having these like what are you doing kind of comments. Are you sure? <laughs> are you going to really go from a full-time stable job with a pension and benefits that, you know, I worked 730 to 3:30. It was great, but yeah, there was some naysaying there and some some doubt on my side too until I really became convicted in what I do and the business model that is with doTERRA, their stability of their company, but it is a little bit hard because you have to use sort of second guess, okay, mm-hmm. do I really want this? What are the pluses? What are the minuses? What if I fail? What if I succeed? It, it was harder for other people to understand because they didn't have that, that knowing deep inside that this was the path I was called to be on. Um, so there were lots of different intuition hits that I, at the time, I didn't even really know that, but I just knew and the knowing you can't always explain to people. And then you know, my husband and I talked about it and what brings me joy, what's going to make me happy, what's going to be no uh, income ceiling cap. And do I enjoy Mm. what I do? And it was interesting after I made the decision to say yes, full on to doTERRA and I dropped down part-time at the hospital and then I completely retired from there, but I started, it almost like opened my eyes to what I didn't love about doing Mm. my physio job not as a physio, but all the things that surround working in healthcare. And I started to become really quite out of alignment, like Mm -hmm. wiggly in my body, like uh, just not feeling like Like being your physical body was like reacting as well. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I always link that to our value systems and things as well. Right. Like there are certain value systems within that, not right or wrong, just different, especially than being an entrepreneur. Again, there's not a right or wrong or different or whatever, but wow, when we come up against that, it's like something in us just tells us, no, like I can't anymore. The discomfort of it. Yes. Yeah, totally. When you started with the um, essential oils, was that actively part of your healing process with alopecia? Yes. Yep. That was a pivotal step. I had tried oils before for making bug sprays and stuff from the health food store, but these were way different. Once you inhaled them, once you had them on your skin, you were diffusing them. And really they worked for my husband first. He had really bad allergies in the fall and really bad eczema on his hands. And as a chiropractor, that's pretty hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. So they, he started noticing changes and I didn't even think to use them for alopecia until he got results. And it was the first time ever he had results. Mm -hmm. And we tried everything for like a decade, all the medical, all the natural, all the elimination diets. And and now we know there's an energy component too, as well, but another story. So once they worked for him, I thought, oh my goodness, maybe there's hope for me. And it was the first glimmer of hope that I had throughout the entire process. And it had been months of having like bald spots and it was pretty horrible experience, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I am extremely grateful for the experience because without that experience, actually, I would probably have been nudged to do what I do now in another way. Exactly. This was the nudging, like actually it was like the kick right in the behind, like, okay, you're doing something. (laughs) So I'm grateful for the experience, although it was hard at the time. Absolutely. And how long from uh, using the oils, I would say, I guess, as a client or a customer, to moving into making it a part of your business. Was that fairly quick for you or did it happen over a period of time or? It wasn't, it was a few weeks. I, because I started already talking to people about them and sharing them a little bit. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, 
I'm actually making some money. This maybe this MLM thing has some uh, value to it. That's when I dove into like, how could I do this successfully? Because I don't tend to do things half-assed. <laughs> yeah, I I like to succeed. I have work ethic that was instilled in me, and it's like work and do the things and um, make whatever you're doing great or successful. So I dug in deeper, learned the processes, learned how to serve people because this is a huge learning curve. I have no idea to sales. I have no idea. <laughs> right. Except for, you know, I had learned a lot of skills in physiotherapy school. You are kind of a salesperson, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a parent and you're trying to sell your kids to make their bed <laughs> or, you know, your physio trying to sell people to do their exercises. It's a life is sales. So um, it was a very quick process for me to say, you know what, this could be something. Very cool. Yeah. Amazing. And it is so true. It's just getting into that mindset and shifting into, okay, this is going to be utilizing the skills I already have just in a different way in a different outlook. And I think it's important for people to hear that and to know that there's a, there's a curve that happens, right? I think I'm going to speak from my own experience, entering into the business world and the coaching world and being so it's very like, I feel you when you say like about the deep burning desire that you have to support people in the ways that you do. Same with me. You come out of the gate. Like I want to help people. I want to do this. And just so passionate about what you're doing and who you're being. And then comes in this whole business component. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, right. There's that too. You know, what would you say are some of the things that you find to be the biggest keys to your success? Because what I've noticed is you're very dedicated, you're very consistent, and the ways that you reach people and serve people um, in all facets is just incredible. So yeah, share with us a bit of that. I I suppose, you know, my upbringing would have had some factors in there for sure. Uh, My mother instilled great work ethic in me. Um, She was a single mom. So no matter what, I was always taught, you'll find a way. Mm -hmm. So that was always that just stays with me. Even now, even our transition to what we're currently building in our lives now, even when I don't know the answer, there's going to be a way you just have to find it. So um, hard work was instilled. There's going to be a way. And then um, being open, I guess, coachable, Mm -hmm. as far as looking at yourself, what you're doing, um, what are the ways I can improve what I'm doing? I really went on a personal development journey before doTERRA personal development to me was picking up a medical textbook or a new journal article and learning about it. I'd never even picked up a self-help book. Now I have oodles of them. I'm always listening to podcasts and audiobooks and reading. And so uh, the journey itself opened my eyes to emotions, consciousness, energy, self-reflection, limiting beliefs, all of these things. So I think that was a, a key to success too, was being open to learning, um, trusting the path that you're on, even when you either a don't have any idea what you're doing or B know what the next step is. Goal setting was very important and working towards. And then I've had some really great mentors cheering me on and, uh, you know, coaching me through it. We, we really work as a great team in doTERRA. And then the people who have been attracted to me in my business, the people who started my business with me, because this is a direct sales, multi-level marketing. So there's a lot of collaboration and I'm grateful for the people that I've attracted into my team who also do the business with me. So those are some of the main keys to my success. And 
drive. <laughs> Sometimes my masculine drive I, mm. during this process, I've, I've had to learn how to mm, turn that down sometimes and turn the feminine up. So that's been drive gets me there. Now the feminine gets me <laughs> living in joy, learning that totally. process. I love it. Do you have like a favorite book or one that would really be like a, Ooh, that is so I, tough. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm currently reading instead. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when I started direct sales, it was Eric worry. He's like the network marketing guru. And he, he really opened my eyes to what network marketing is really versus what I thought it was this sleazy sales thing. And it's like the largest career path going now by far, because there are so many people who want to do multiple streams of income or who want to stay home more with kids or who are using it in their practice or their whatever business setting to add an additional um, service. So his book first or his teachings first helped me open my eyes to what direct sales was. And then my most two most recent books are Atomic Habits, because mm-hmm. anything we want to change in our life, our relationship, our health or our business, it requires consistent small changes Mm-hmm. Um, to make long-term impact. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. Lots of great practical tips in there. So I use them with my team, with myself and with my customers as well. And then I also, I'm almost finished. Um, Light is the new black. So it's a little bit older Rebecca Campbell and I love it. I just love. I love what you said there about what people think Mark MLM is versus what it actually is. You want to share a little bit with us about how you shifted your perception on that? Sure. Um, like I said before, owning a chiropractic office, everyone and everyone and their mother wants you to sell something. So you immediately put up a guard, right? Mm-hmm. Or me being, and this was my belief at the time, me being a professional, why would I ever do something like MLM? Or if I do MLM, people are going to think I'm not successful at what I'm doing, but it's so off base. And it has gotten a bad rap over the years. And there have been some bad direct sales companies. And there are a lot still out there that they tell you what you, you can become this, or you can win this, or you can drive this, but heart isn't at the core of it or long-term stability is not at the core of it. So there still are some challenges, but when you get behind a great company with a great compensation plan and the rest of it, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. I was turned off by it because of the way people would approach us. And I just thought it was, you know, get rich quick schemes scenario that I had learned over time. So when I really dove into it and could feel the culture of it and just see the way you could live life more on your terms, that was very attractive to me. Um, I had experienced a period of time where I had high seniority in my physio job, but and lots of vacation time, but I couldn't take it because they had strict mm. rules on it and all of this. And those types of limiting things were pressing down on me. So the, the, the bonus side of learning about MLM is like being in charge of your own life, living life by design saying, okay, I'm going to work like this, but then I'm going to play like this. And now as a, as my journey has developed over the last five and a half years, I've learned how to marry the two of them. Not all the time. There are times to drive. There are times to flow. There are times to rest. But I love that I can cycle with that um, through the seasons of the year, the seasons of how I'm feeling, and even the seasons of the month. Totally. Even cyclical living has been something that I've 
just learned about in the last six months or so, what a different way of living life and running your business, right? Like, is that something that you've talked into? Yeah, just trying to find because I've noticed there are times where I'm super creative and other times where it's a grind. I'm like, eh, this isn't, I can't get the wording right. And other times where I can just write, 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 or write, copy, or reach out. So I've noticed that myself. Um, I've recently tapped into the world of human design. So I'm looking forward to exploring that more. I'm a manifesting generator. So all these pieces of the puzzle. This is another bonus to MLM is you have the time to dive into that stuff. It's encouraged in most companies to develop as a person. And doTERRA especially is like a personal development company wrapped up in essential oils. Like that's the main thing. Become a better human being. So human design I've looked at. Um strengths, the Gallup strengths test. I learned a lot about character and people and communication through that. Just uh, a lot of femininity work. It's been a fun process that I wouldn't have gotten into in my job as a physio. I don't think I would have, it would have been too woo woo. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's like, uh, it feels like more of the science-based route and all that, which is funny because there's certain things in the spiritual personal development world that can be very scientific as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially even human design actually takes that scientific and spiritual and kind of melds them together. I'm I've dove in into a deep rabbit hole of human design lately. I love it too. Oh, we'll have to chat more about that on and offline for sure. And um, yeah, just, I think, you know, from what I'm hearing, how I'm taking all of this in is that it's like, there might be a company like Duterra and your oils, and that is the focus and that is the product, but the company is also wanting you to get to know yourself and your uniqueness and who you are. So you can bring your own angles and perspectives. Yeah. And authenticity to it. Right. It's like, yeah, it might be a company and they might have certain parameters, but you get to be yourself within it. There's not the rigidity or the restrictions that I think a lot of the other streams or ways of, of doing things. And again, none are right or wrong. And, you know, certain people are meant for the different paths that they take. It's like giving yourself or you feel the permission to show up as your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Right? There's mm-hmm. so much I can talk about in the world of oils, whether it's babies or pets or horses or alopecia or hormones or digestion. Like it's this huge, expansive topic, but I get to focus on what I'm good at. Because I've got partners and collaborations where you be the awesome person about babies and oils. I don't have babies anymore. Like, I'm going to talk about moody teenagers and homesteading and using oils with horses and hair. Like, it's really cool that people can find a home within the expansiveness of what we can teach about. And there are lots of companies that are able to do that too. It's just a nice thing where you don't have to fit into a box. Yes, exactly. Always fascinated with the whole, like, um, leaving stability to go in another direction. How did that look for you? And I get like, I think it's like proverb, like perceived stability a lot of the times, but it feels like it is more so, but yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) It's everything new is uncomfortable. People will sometimes say when they're starting a business, I'm overwhelmed. Well, that is what the brain does when you're giving it all new, new information. If you're Mm -hmm. studying for a new topic or a new exam or learning something new in the job force, 
it, it all feels overwhelming because it's new. And so the lack of stability and the not knowing, and then the overwhelm feels really wobbly, but I, I was always taught to reconnect with your why. Why are you doing this? Why is it important? You know, and dig deep into that topic, not just like why? Well, I wanted my kids to do this or that. No, like we go seven levels deep and there's always tears at the end of it. But leaving that stability feels super uncomfortable. You second guess a lot of things, but the journey's always worth it because you there's no way you're gonna come out as a worse person on the other side. There's just no way because it's a growth period. And as we grow and expand, we become closer to the truer person that we are. So we, I did it with the doTERRA world and leaving my super stable, cushy physio job, (laughs) not cushy as like, I worked my butt off, but had a good salary. And then we've recently done it because we, during all this recent time, um, we love to travel. And so we were always just going to stay where we were, travel the world, do all that. But now we've bought a homestead because we want to be sustainable. We want to put in some roots. We want to be able to function if we need to as a family. So that was pretty huge. <laughs> we're like selling our home, moving to a homestead that doesn't have a house, going through huge processes to figure out how to do all that. We hadn't built a home or anything before. And that was super wobbly, but I just would wake up each day and I would just know it was the right path. You find some, one of my markers is, does this bring me peace? Do I feel peace in this decision? Even when I don't know the answers. And so for me, I am pretty spiritually aligned. I pray, I meditate. I I do all kinds of journaling as well. But for me, it was also leaning into the higher power saying, okay, this is where I'm feeling called. If this is not the way, please close the door Mm -hmm. or, you know, you can't see the path and then the door opens and I don't know what's going to happen three steps down, but if this isn't the way close the door, if it is open something and then the next door would open. And the process is all by faith and trust. Like you just have to take that next step, Wendy, just you got to take the step and then I'll show you the next door and then I'll show you. So it's been a faith building, trust building process to shift our entire lives from what we were doing before to what we're going to do now. And that's been stressful, but magical too, because you can look back and go, holy wow, were we ever guided to follow this path that wouldn't have even been in our awareness, even nine months ago. Mm -mm. This time last year, oh no, I wasn't doing any, I was like staying where I was, nothing. It was October, it was several months, it was, I think it's been seven months and now. I am loving the woo-woo and like continuing to come out of that woo-woo closet, you know, and I, I want to know and like share with the listeners, was any of that, like you just said, you said that the awareness wasn't even there a year ago. It was October that this started to happen what was the first thing that nudged you about this back? Like, was it October? Was it before then? It was a realtor friend of ours who our kids were homeschooling with sent us just randomly sent us this uh, um, listing for a horse farm and we clicked on it. And it was a $4.5 million farm. Gorgeous, huge, amazing. I said, I think you're talking to the wrong people. Like this is way out of our scope. First, financially, we weren't going to spend that. But second, I have no idea how to manage a farm like that. I have no idea how to manage a farm anyway, but I'm going to figure it out in motion. (laughs) Um, And then we just got to talking 
And we got to thinking and we're like, huh, I wonder what's around. And then this, this listing came up and it was this little hobby farm about 12 minutes from where we currently live, tucked away five, eight acres, I think. And I looked, I was like, huh, that looks really nice about now because we were on like shut down and the world felt heavy and my kids felt not free. And that was really weighing on us. I'm like, let's just drive by. Sean's like, why? My husband named Sean. What? No. Why are we going to do that? I'm like, I just need to drive by. <sighs> okay. So we left the kids with my in-laws. We drove by because I said to myself, this is, it's probably going to be junk. I'm probably going to hate it. Drive by. Then I can shut that door. Drove by. And I had like full goosebumps. Mm. Like, <gasps> I need to see this because it's probably horrible inside. I'm probably going to hate it. So call the realtor. We'll book a showing. And then I could shut that door. We go, we see it. The owners walked us through the land and just, they had horses, they had some pigs, they had chickens, beautiful property ponds. And it just opened these ideas to me. And I'm like, oh gosh, I love it. So then we started to try to get the wheels in motion. There was a conditional offer, all this stuff going on. And because it wasn't something we were thinking about, we weren't, I didn't have all my paperwork ready. You know, we had to start the conversation with the bank. Anyway, and there were some things that we would have had to concede on, like there was not enough space mm. in the home, bit of an older home, but just stunning. And yeah, then that door closed and I cried. And so I knew it was something I wanted. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this is just wild. Like I have goosebumps right now. I'm, I'm tearing up actually. Dude, <laughs> you guys yeah, it's so special. So we just started, okay, that door closed. Let's see what else is out there. And we started looking around. We saw a few different ones. We bypassed the one that we currently purchased um, multiple times because it wasn't it wasn't right. But the more we talked to the people who owned the little properties that we were not little, some of them were like, you know, 50 acres or whatever, uh, we could start to see how it could work. There's one that had 13 stalls and seven different horse pastures. I'm like, how do I fill those? How do I turn this into an income opportunity as well? I don't know how to do all that. He, and the guy said, no, you don't do that. I just rent it out and they sublet it. I'm like, oh, okay. So each person that we went to see in the homes we went to see, I would pick up another piece of knowledge or inspiration or guidance that led me to say, oh, this is something we can do. So then we purchased this piece of land or we already had an offer on it. We came in, we had my husband. <laughs> I'm so grateful that he trusts how I trust. He trusts me because I trust in what's happening. Yeah. We, um, we saw this piece of land. I said, I want to go see it. We were on our way somewhere else. There was already a condition on it. And if we didn't put in an offer, it was gone. So we put in an offer, a little bit above asking. This wasn't when the market was crazy and we hadn't even seen it. And my husband was going to vomit pretty much. You think this is the right thing. I'm just going to trust you. Anyway, we won the the little contest or bidding war, whatever you want to call it. And so we went to see it the next day and I barely stepped on the property and I felt peace and joy and opportunity and just, oh my gosh, this is it. And I said to my realtor, I think I'm going to cry. She said, don't cry yet. It's not in the bag. (laughs) Like, okay, okay, okay. Just keep it together. And it was just an amazing, um, amazing process. A little super stressful. <laughs> you know, there like there's so many things I want to highlight there. First of all, that there is gonna be stress, even when it's the stuff that we're most meant to do and meant to like 
have and be in the world. And I think like we can live in the kind of like rose colored glasses that like, no, when it's the right thing, there shouldn't be any stress or whatever. It's like, no, it can be more from the, um, away from the truth that like, it's going to be there. It's going to show up. And you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about connecting to your why about how there's still worry. And there's still like, it's like, we're still having the human experience mm-hmm. while these other bigger than us things are also helping align us to what we're meant to be, do and have. Right. Yeah. There were lots of sleepless nights and lots of prayers and lots of, I usually listen to something. It's like scripture passages that are meant to calm anxiety. And so I like leaned super hard into my faith, dove deeper than I've ever been in and just leaned on all that because I, I've never, I've not been a very anxious person. I don't feel like I have anxiety, but if I did, that was anxiety. My heart was pounding some nights. I'm like, this is what, this is what people feel when they live in an anxiety state all the time. So on another note, that gave me perspective into how to support people because I leaned yes. hard into faith, leaned hard into journaling, leaned so hard on my oils and pra- practically applying them, diffusing them all day long and taking them <laughs> on the tongue. And so it was a good, um, I, <laughs> I haven't spoken those words before, but mm-hmm. what a way to learn from an experience to then serve people better. Absolutely. That's where it's all connected. I truly believe it's all connected. And something that maybe for the listeners that feel that they, um, (laughs) those of us that are a bit impatient, like I miss, I want it yesterday. I want it a month ago. Like, and what I've learned on my journey and what it sounds like totally happened here. And maybe in other areas of your life, if this resonates is taking that one next step, that one next door opening or closing. And like you I love when you shared that, like every time you went to look at a different farm or different property opportunity, you were taking little nuggets. I think that's a key. That's a key to life. And the key to like manifesting and following your intuition is like, be open to the messages and the gifts. Cause they're there along your journey leading to the next big thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of listening, a lot yeah. of awareness that I've learned throughout this journey. And it's certainly, ah, that's a sign. Oh, that's a sign. Yeah. And we can miss the signs if we're not doing the journaling, the meditating, slowing down, taking the pauses and like quieting the noise that can be around us and easier said than done. You know, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Yeah. I have no perfect practice like that. I've been through times where I've been really great at that part of my self-care and my spiritual care. And then other times where, you know, I have certainly fallen off the boat and I notice, and you probably notice this too, Danny is when I do fall off of my pattern of doing my, whatever that practice is, I start to feel like, again, out of alignment, like Mm. uncomfortable in my skin. I feel Mm. irritable, cranky. And then as soon as I settle back into that and get quiet and journal and express my gratitudes, it, things line up clearer and better. Totally. I even experienced this recently and yeah, it feels I noticed the disconnection and the, my numbing might look like Netflix. Everybody's numbing looks different, but definitely like more of the outer distractions or things like that. And then, yeah, you do, you feel the disconnection. We all, I think, feel it differently. Then when you do get back to yourself, it's like, oh, like it's just such a breath of relief and peace. Like you were saying earlier, like to just be back in that space, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because peace was my is my year uh, word for the year. Mm-hmm. I usually choose a word that I want to try to embody, and it was peace. And so, it through all the stress, it's how can I find more peace in this moment? How can I find more peace? How can I find more peace? So, as far as like intuition goes, like you saying that when you went to that property after you put in the offer and after you received it and everything, and like your body feeling and knowing. Um, do you have thoughts around when we try to make sense of it in our heads versus what we just need to feel in our body? Yeah, none of it made sense for us. Like they were huge leaps. And I think the small, the small leaps build up to the big leaps. Mm. Like you take a small test or a step or a leap and you're like, oh, I didn't die. Or, oh, this turned out better than I imagined. Or, oh, okay, it was okay. All right, let's do another one when it comes up. You know, I'm not, I'm not a thrill seeker. <laughs> But I'm a life excitement seeker. Um, It was just like, wow, this is, wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This is amazing. Last two questions are, what would your theme song be? What like resonates with you? And you're just like, yeah, that's my power song or my superpower song or whatever. Well, I'm not thinking about it, but intuitively that song that came to me just in that moment was I was here. Who's it by Beyonce? Mm-hmm. I think because, no, I know because it's not even, I think yeah, because I know I'm here to make an impact in the world and I don't fully yet know what all of that looks like. And I think it will continue to morph and evolve. I've made impacts in different ways and then it's shifted. And even in my doTERRA business, it shifts sometimes. And that's awesome that I can, that we can do that. And lots of entrepreneurs can, right. We can shift. Or even if you're in a nine to five, you can you can shift a little bit about what you're doing. So leaving an impact is important to me, whether it's just in my family and leaving a legacy for my kids or helping them become the best human beings that they can be. Empowering them is super important to me. Be able to critically think and make decisions that you can stand by short-term and long-term. So that would be it. I was here. I love that you say like our impact that we're meant to leave in the world is ever evolving and expanding. It's not like a one and done with this one experience in this one time. So I love that. That allows for more, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. final question is what words of guidance, inspiration, along with everything that's been shared here today, but what would be like that one thing that you're like, if nothing else, what would you want to really highlight that listeners, that women that want to be leaders, want to step up more in their roles or take on a new challenge or take that next big or small leap? What would be that one thing to leave them with? Got lots of things, but um, yeah. <laughs> if I can keep it concise, really pay attention to what your body and your gut and your heart are telling you and take the step. Because if you never do, you'll either never do what you're designed to do or you'll have regret. So, you know, logically you can weigh the pros and cons and do all that stuff and make your lists, but listen to your intuition. And if that takes practice first by meditating or getting into a spiritual practice or using your oils, whatever it is running, you know, whatever it is that you are able to quiet yourself and listen, just listen, your body, your higher source is going to tell you where you're supposed to go next. And then you have to take that action step right? We can dream about something, but if we don't do something about it, when you take aligned action, you are going to follow your path that you're meant to be on. 
But if you do something just because you think you should, you can should all over yourself, as Tony Robbins says, but really touch into your intuition because it is powerful beyond measure. Totally. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sitting down and chatting and just diving into your experiences and the stories, like how uh, the listeners can get in touch with you. They'll be in the show notes as well. And if there's anything you want to share that you have um, right now for them to look into, to join your community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me. I'm probably most playful right now on Instagram, but Instagram at everyday essentials underscore life. My website, we can put in the show notes too, but everyday essentials dash life.com, or you can email me, find my email on there. So those are my current playgrounds. We, for our, for my customers and my potential people that get involved with me, we have a huge platform on mighty networks. It's undistracted, no ads place where you can find whatever you need. And we do a lot of education and guidance and freebies on there. So our mighty network, you can reach out to me for that. It's called oil, oil love community. Um, yeah, I, and then for me, I have, I'm in the middle of putting together a hair health um, series of webinars where people can learn if they've got thinning hair or um, alopecia or their post-pregnancy and they're just struggling, then I'm going to go through, you know, what are the causes, but also how toxins impact that, how you can remove toxins from your life, address some nutrition and essential oils, because I mean, I, I was there. I, that was a horrible experience and I want to help as many women as I can with that. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. So great to connect with you. I hope our listeners have a great week and we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so, so, so much for spending some time with me and my incredible guests. It is always a pleasure coming to you in this special space. If you want to continue along in the conversation, feel free to follow along on Instagram at Danny Rayom and feel free to subscribe for new episodes that will be coming out every week. If you'd like to connect with our guests, their contact information will be in the show notes for you to connect with them and continue the conversation with them. And we are always so, so grateful if you'd be open to sharing a review on Apple. Um, just go to the rate and review section, leave us a five-star review and comment and share whatever it is that um, calls to you that really landed for you in the episode. We hope that this episode has brought you more clarity, more excitement, something that's added more confidence and empowerment for you to take that next step, for you to feel that you can put yourself out there just a little bit more and trust and know that you will succeed and that you've got all that it takes to be the version of you that you've always wanted to be. You've got this, my friend. Music for the intro and outro for the podcast is provided by the ever-talented Jason Rayom, and his contact information is linked in the podcast notes if you'd like to get in touch and receive more of this goodness in some way, shape, or form for your creations. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in, for sharing your time with me, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Take care, keep dreaming big.